Welcome to the Food Foundation's Pod Bites, our series of thoughts and snap analyses of news events. I'm Shona Gowdy and I'm the Policy and Advocacy Manager at the Food Foundation. And I want to tell you today about the new findings we've published this week on our food insecurity tracker, which are indicating a really worrying impact of food insecurity on public health and sparking real concerns about how people are having to compromise their health to save money. Um, so in today's Pod Bites, we're going to dig into that a little bit further. Uh, so we've We've been conducting these surveys since the start of the pandemic, so going back four years now, and we asked standardised questions to give us a indication of the trends in food insecurity levels across the UK. And unfortunately, these latest findings are showing that food insecurity levels, which absolutely skyrocketed in the cost of living crisis, are continuing to remain incredibly high. We found that 15% of households um, reported experiencing food insecurity in January this year. And that affects an estimated 8 million adults and 3 million children who live in those households. This has dropped a bit since last year, but these are still huge numbers of people who are continuing to be affected by this issue. So one of the new findings from the survey that we published this week has shown that there's a concerning number of food insecure families who are cutting back on healthy food. Of households that reported experiencing food insecurity in the past month, 60% reported that they had cut down on purchasing fruit. And this compared to just 11% of households who weren't struggling with food insecurity. And we see a similar pattern across vegetables with 44% of food insecure households cutting back compared to just 6% of food secure households. So we can see these really stark inequalities that are occurring as people are making adjustments to cope with the struggles of food insecurity. Analysis that we published in our annual broken plate report last year found that even before the cost of living crisis, the most deprived groups of the population were consuming much less of healthy foods than the most well off. For example, the poorest fifth of the population were consuming just over three portions of fruit and veg on average per day, whereas the most well off fifth were uh, meeting their recommended intake of five a day. Recent analysis from our Peace Please project has found that the amount of vegetables being bought by UK households has fallen to its lowest level in 50 years. Um, and this is what the government data is, is showing. What our new survey data is showing is that this situation is dramatically worse for the poorest families. This issue is further highlighted by our basic basket tracker, which is a shopping basket tracker, which measures the weekly price changes and what an average man or woman would typically eat as part of a socially acceptable, reasonably costed diet. And critically, one which is providing adequate nutrition. So our basket is um, making sure that people are getting enough fruit and veg, oily fish and fibre, while not getting too much of sugar, um, saturated fat and salt. Um and what we're seeing is that even though overall inflation is falling, the price of this weekly food shop isn't. It's 24 to 26% higher than it was when we started tracking in April 2022. So high food prices are continuing to be a major issue. And as a result, we're seeing these high levels of food insecurity persisting. And it's not just the price of food that makes it difficult for low income families to eat fruit and veg. What we hear from families is that when they're on a tight budget, they're also concerned about things like food waste. So um, they're less likely to buy foods that they're worried that their child might reject or which might go off quickly. Um, there's a substantial number of households in the UK where they don't have access to fridges or freezers to store food. 
um, a lot of vegetables also need cooking. And so you need decent kitchen facilities to do that, which not everyone has. Um, so they don't have things like cooking equipment and sharp knives. And so it's a lot more challenging to eat well if you don't have those things. It means instead of eating healthy foods like fruit and vegetables, these families are going to be more reliant on prepackaged, often ultra processed foods that are really lacking in decent nutrition. So there's a huge number of challenges that are facing low income families and being able to eat well. And there's real concerns about how this is affecting the health of our nation. The Guardian recently reported that there's been an increase in hospital emissions due to nutrient deficiencies, with hundreds of thousands suffering from vitamin deficiencies. And we're seeing things like rickets and scurvy, which are both direct results of not getting enough nutrients in the diet and are painting a really concerning picture about the adequacy of what we as a nation are managing to eat. We're now in an election year, so committing to resolving this deteriorating situation should definitely be a high priority for all political parties. And we're urging them to make commitments in their forthcoming manifestos to address affordability barriers to dietary health and reducing these health inequalities. What we fundamentally need is a change in the system where we're rebalancing the cost so that healthier food becomes more affordable for families. And we also need to be looking at income and making sure that people are paid fair wages. And for those who are reliant on benefits, that they're getting a sufficient income to be able to afford a decent diet that isn't going to be damaging to their health. There's also quite a few government schemes that are specifically in place to help children get more fruit and veg and improving these schemes could go a long way to helping with our children's nutrition. So for example we have the school fruit and veg scheme that means children in the first three years of school can get a free piece of fruit or veg at school break every day and so expanding that to more children at older ages would be a great place to start. Um, the government has school food standards for what should be offered from school canteens at lunchtime. And in England, they require that one portion of veg is available every day. In Scotland, however, it's two portions every day. And so we could increase that here in England as well. And that would be another way to help children have access to more fruit and veg. So there's all these potential routes to make it easier for children to get more fruit and veg. And so we're really hoping to see all political parties looking at these areas when they're thinking about what it is that's going to be going into their forthcoming manifestos. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more, click on the link to our food and security tracker in the show notes. As we head towards the next general election, the Food Foundation is calling on policymakers to recognise the central importance of the food system in shaping the nation's health and wealth. Click on the link to the Food Foundation manifesto in the show notes and make sure you subscribe to this podcast to keep up with the latest analysis on what makes healthy food really matter.